challenging men to be great men. Don't just be a male, be a man, a great man. Welcome to the Great Man Podcast with your host, New York Times bestselling author and leader of men, Stephen Mansfield. Gentlemen, let us begin. Hey, before I dive into my topic for this episode, I want to make sure that you log on to greatman.tv. You can get our weekly digest free of charge. Trust me, we will not give your contact information out. You'll also find a great many resources. And I want to push something uh, in a way that I normally don't. My new book, Men on Fire, is having pretty tremendous impact on the souls of men. And I don't need to push books. I don't need to you know, make a lot of noise. I don't make my living off of book sales. Uh, I, all the caveats, all the cautions. But I do want to say to you, get this book. It's personal. It dives into your individual soul. It challenges you about faith, about heritage, about family, about friendships, about legacy, about heritage. It really is a one-on-one between you and me. And I'm seeing it have pretty tremendous impact around the world. So get men on fire, but go on greatman.tv for all the other resources there that are there. There are videos, there are opportunities for coaching, there are other books you can get at discount, and especially our weekly digest. All right, let me dive in. I want to do something I've not done before in this podcast, and that is I want to give you a very personal response to some questions that some of you have been asking. As I sit here right now, we're back in the high numbers of COVID-19 in America. Numbers are rising. People are concerned. The death rate is dropping, but the infection rate is, is, is rising. It's happening elsewhere in the world. We're obviously going to be dealing with this for a while. There's the economic disruption, the social disruption, the relational disruption, and just just the dis-ease in people's souls. And so some of you have written me or called me and said, listen, would you just talk to us about how you get through it? What's in your heart? What's in your mind as you go through this? Okay, I'm going to do it. Now, I need to start by saying that I am, when you cut me uh, right to the core, I am a Christian. That, that's the most important fact about Stephen Mansfield. I realize I have listeners from every kind of faith and every part of the world and every ethnicity, and I'm thrilled. Uh, but I'm telling you, and, and you already know this, that I am a Christian. So I begin with the understanding that my life on earth is the outworking of factors determined from before the time I was even conceived. For those of you who want scripture on this, um, Jeremiah 1.5 is probably the best place to go. It's said of Jeremiah, but it's repeated so often in Scripture, it's true of all of us. Before we are even conceived, there are certain factors, certain things determined for us, certain experiences. Psalm 139, for example, says that our, that our days are numbered before one of them is lived, that God gives us our basic personality and our souls before we even live one day. And we can read other Scriptures, Ephesians 2.10, etc., that tell us that uh, you know, there are experience, seasons, uh, opportunities, works uh, that we are that are destined for us. So I'm not just preaching here. I'm not just quoting scripture. I'm trying to say that my basic understanding is that my life has a great deal chosen for me. In fact, scripture uh, uses the phrase that there is a way chosen for you. And I believe that. I believe my life is the unfolding of things that are already determined for me. That doesn't make me a robot. I'm not talking about hyper-determinism or hyper-predestination. I'm not saying, uh, right now I'm going to clap my hands 
that, that God determined that I would clap my hands on this podcast at this moment when I'm recording this, you know, before the creation of the world. No, there's free will and there's, you know, there are things that I, I mean, even scripture says time and chance happens to all men. So it's a mystery we're never going to solve in this life. But when I come up on something, when I come up on something horrible, when I come up on a season like this, I believe I'm destined for it. Now that's that's the beginning of my understanding. It 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 changes everything about it. And please misunder- don't misunderstand. I'm not just preaching here. It changes everything about it. In my core, I look at this, I don't like it. I don't want to live through it. I don't want to live through the dislocation and the upheaval. I feel the same way everybody else does. I'll wear a mask because it protects you, but I but I don't want to wear a mask. I'll stay home if I have to. I can't go to my gym. I can't go to this. I can't go to that. My friends can't get together. I understand. Uh, and I and I and I will accommodate all of it. But no, I don't like it. But I believe I'm destined for it. I believe that this was something I was meant to live through. I meant to live through with the people that I live through it with. So that changes everything, because now it's not like a big game of divine chess. It's not like Jeopardy, where we get the questions but not the answers. Uh, it's 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 something that I believe I was made to live through, and therefore. I believe a couple of things. I believe I was meant to be changed positively by undergoing the process, number one. In other words, this is a season in which I'm meant to grow, uh, build new muscle, build new character, uh, you know, grow in things like patience that are, that are in short supply for Stephen Mansfield, um, increase in my abilities, my capabilities, my reach, uh, learn how to be disciplined. Uh, learn how to perhaps do with a little less input from my band of brothers and uh, having to walk a little bit more alone, lean more into my wife, um, build more of a family culture together, um, embrace the other things that I have to deal with. I don't mind telling you that during the season of COVID, we've had a health challenge, two marriages, and um, and damage to, to, to homes. That was extensive damage, by the way, that we've had to deal with. Um, in addition, by the way, to actually increasing impact uh, in terms of reaching men and doing the speaking and other things that I do. So all of this to say, yeah, it's been quite a season, but I look at it fundamentally as something that I'm called to and that's something that is meant to change me for the better. So I start asking myself, well, what's possible during this time? I start asking myself, what can I improve? How can I stay in shape on you know, ten, uh, an eight by three piece of carpet in my home. In other words, how can I use body weight exercises? How can I use, you know, a little bit of yoga? How can I use um, other uh, versions of exercise that I can do basically in a space not much larger than the space occupied by me laying on the floor? Uh, how can I stay in shape doing that? And I'm, and, I, and I'm doing it. I'm doing it. It's not fun. It's not what I want to be doing. I want to be playing racquetball and having a good time and going eating something good afterwards. But instead, I'll do squats and burpees and push-ups and inchworms and mountain climbers and all of those kinds of exercises, and I'll stay in decent, decent shape. I'll do it in hotel rooms. I'll do it in the bedrooms of friends. I'll do it in my own office at home. Uh, I'll do it because that's what I need to do. So there's an example. Uh, there's, There's another aspect of this. And that is, uh, I don't just approach it from the standpoint I'm called. I don't just approach it from the standpoint that uh, I can be improved. I approach it from the standpoint of what impact can I have. 
Uh, what impact can I have? I'm, I'm not just meant to live through it. I'm a leader. I'm called by God. I've got, I've got gifts that he's given me for impacting others. I'm not unique in that. Everybody's got gifts they are meant to use for others. Uh, but I want to use mine. And mine have more to do with speaking and public things and being on stage and being on television and, and writing books and, and, and communicating through the channels that we have. It's not that I'm anything better than anybody else. These are just my unique gifts. So then the question becomes, how can I have an impact? Well, and so I've been doing it. I've spoken. I've spoken as much during the season, perhaps, as I would have anyway. I've traveled a great deal. I've been on stage. I'm on media. I do podcast recordings. I do, um, I do interviews. I'm on radio. I'm on television. I do everything I can. I, I push books. I, I, I urge people to get what they need. I, I write a Leading Thoughts newsletter that goes out to leaders every week, free of charge, because I want to make people better. And I trust God to you know pay the bills and give me the ideas. In other words, this COVID season was a season during which I thought, how can I increase my impact? What can I do to touch lives? How can I help hurting people sitting there on their couch with their mask on and watching reruns of, you know, and the Andy Griffith show? How can I help make a difference? Okay. And the other thing that I, the other way that I think, this is about the fourth thing, fourth idea I'm giving you is I always think from the finish line, when this is over, what will I want to have accomplished? When this is over, what kind of man will I want to be? You see, I believe that in every generation, there comes something like this. I mean, there's the World War II generation, the Vietnam generation, the 60s generation, you know, the generation that had to endure 9-11. There's every generation has uh, things they have to deal with, have wars, plagues, hassles, natural disasters. Um, goodness, my grandparents lived through a Great Depression. They lived through World War Two, they lived through difficulties in the '60s. I mean, they had they had pretty pretty difficult time. Um, I mean, the Great Depression and World War II are 16 years of hardship in this country. Now we're likely to have a year or two, maybe a year, maybe a two of uh, dislocation from COVID. But most of our systems, I think, will be back online. You know, 24 24 months after this thing began, and and thriving. And uh, I know there's pain. I understand that there's hardship for all of us. But, but, a, but a lot of the way I think is from the finish line. In any situation, I think from the finish line. Uh, what, when this is over, will I have hoped to have accomplished? Now, standing here right now, looking at Stephen Mansfield, let's say, let's just make up a number, 18 months from right now. Um, what will I want to have done? Will I want to just to be, well, I want to be 40 pounds heavier, 50 pounds heavier and basically lift off my savings and sat in my living room and watch Netflix all day and, uh, and, you know, my wife and I become roommates, not passionate lovers and, and, and romantically in love, in love with each other. Um, and will I just uh, have wanted to, you know, have my relationship with my kids be the occasional phone call and distance myself from my friends and really accomplish nothing and just survived? Is that what I want? No, no, I don't want that. We tend to look back in history and, you know, people who didn't get in the fight, people who didn't make a difference, people who didn't serve, people who didn't work hard and help their fam- help feed their families during the Great Depression, et cetera. We see them now in retrospect as, well, where were you? Are you cowardly? Were you, didn't you care about anybody? We, we don't think highly of them. So I don't, I want to think highly of myself. You understand how I mean that? I don't mean that arrogantly, but when this situation's over from the finish line, what kind of man do I want to be? I want to be a man who made a difference in people's lives. I want to be a man who gave money. I want to be a man who shared resources. I want to be a man whose, whose children and whose wife is proud of him. I want them to be proud of me. Sure. That's that, that should motivate a man. Um, 
and I want to have made a serious difference. And it won't bother me a bit if I've got, if I've got, if I've lost some weight, I'm healthier, I'm stronger. Maybe I've prospered because I've worked really hard during that time, despite the economic challenges. And uh, maybe I can, you know, who knows, take my wife and kids off for a little bit of a getaway and celebrate the fact that we're on the other side. Uh, I, you, you understand I'm speaking in, in broad abstract terms, but, but part of what I do in every situation, whether it's a personal health situation or uh, the damage to homes or troubling season in business or a challenge in you know, some area of ministry or a tough time a friend is going through, I always ask myself from the finish line, from the other side, when we cross over victoriously, what kind of man? do I want to be? And I don't want to look back and say that I was a coward. I don't want to look back and say I made no difference. I don't want to look back and say, well, I ate well and I stayed home and stayed out of the way of the trouble, but I made no difference in anyone's lives. And nobody respects me more uh, given what I've done in the last six months, a year, whatever it was. Okay. That's where I am. And finally, I I want to say this. Um, I, I always, in every situation where I'm facing difficulty, I always tried to think about what kind of investment I can make in those around me. I see those in my life as having been divinely entrusted to me, as having been entrusted by God. So my buddy JT and my wife Beverly and my kids Jonathan and Elizabeth and Isaac and, and my the grandchild the, the little grandchild who runs around our house eating ice cream, Leander and and others in our lives and Sarah and Esther uh, uh, my daughters-in-law and, you know, all of the gang in my life. Um, how can I invest? How can I make a difference? How can I be materially generous? How can I speak words? And I don't mean preaching the entire of a meal or something. I just mean little things that can be said, little things that can be written in a text. How can I invest in their lives? Can I recommend a book? Can I make something possible? Can I help pay for the next class in their master's degree? Can I, what can I do? to make a difference? Can I keep the grandchild maybe some night when I'm free to make something possible for them? How can I give? How can I make a difference? It's not just about writing checks. It's about how can I, how can I in league with Bev, how can we make a difference? And by the way, not just in the lives of our kids, in the lives of my friends. I've got friends who are going through horrible health situations. I've got friends who have lost their businesses. You can imagine, I live in Nashville. Imagine what all my musician friends are dealing with. Even if they've got some wealth, they're still sitting home Thus, they're still facing depression. They're still wondering if their career is ever going to come back. Um, they're still wondering what they're meant to do with the rest of their life. Uh, and some some of them are absolutely impoverished. Some of my friends are wiped out because they were the sound guys or the lighting guys or the staging guys or the truckers or, you know, the, the, the backup guitarist uh, in a famous in the band of a famous person. Well, now that famous person is living on their ranch on their $100 million. But the backup guitarist was living from gig to gig. So how can I help? How can I make a difference? How can I love? How can I challenge? How can I write? How can I speak? How can I invite over for a sandwich? What can I do to make a difference in the lives of those around me? And I mean an internal difference, not just a short-term material difference. All right. This is probably the best way to express the Stephen Mansfield philosophy. And if you wrap all that in prayer and all that in intercession and praying for other people, and, and all that in a constant sense that God is with me, then everything I've just said is how I approach these things. So I appreciate the request. I appreciate the interest in how I approach it. And believe me, I'm not just, I'm not just reaching for sermons here. I'm not just reaching for platitudes. This really is at my core and at my gut uh, how I live. So the fact that you've asked this question, the fact that you want to learn from a friend and maybe an older man, uh, probably I'm older than you, um, the fact that you want to absorb good 
values and, and good life perspective and you're willing to ask people and, and get a reflection on your own life from theirs, that really is one of the great arts of manhood. And I'm proud of you. To join the Great Man Movement or to book Stephen to speak at your men's event, go to greatman.tv. You'll learn about Stephen Mansfield's three essential books for men, Mansfield's Book of Manly Men, Building Your Band of Brothers, and Men on Fire, as well as some other great resources for helping you become the great man you are made to be. The Great Man Podcast is a Mansfield Group production. 